Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Zach, the Barn Burner Bro. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is a Memphis Grizzlies-centric show courtesy of the Barn Burner Podcast Network. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the Barn Burner Podcast Network on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your shows. Leave us a rating and let us know what you think. Also, you can interact with us on Twitter at Backdoor Cut Show. On this show, we will recap last week's games and spend a lot of time breaking down the Grizzlies' midseason grades that you can find on the-barnburner.com. But before we get started, a note from our sponsor, Blue Note Bourbon. Blue Note is a small batch bourbon artfully crafted in the Bluff City that pays homage to the musical roots and the musicians who made their name on Beale. Blue Note Bourbon, as smooth as a wide-open Jermichael Green three-point shot. Blue Note, be noteworthy, Memphis. Now let's get it. Welcome, friends and family, to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show. Today, we got my trio of partners uh, with me. We got the West Coast Vino, Barnburner Slim, Mr. Mason Massey. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. It's been a good weekend of watching basketball. Um, a lot of good basketball, except for, unfortunately, what the show is about, the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm ready to jump right into it, man. Awesome. And also, um, in Memphis, we got the chief, the founding father, the head honcho. How you doing? What's up, bro? Man, I'm just sipping on some some wine. Tonight, I'm doing uh, some Francis Coppola Pinot Noir from 2016. Mm. Okay. Uh, has some nice notes in there. I don't know of what, but that's a thing that I think people say about wine. How's the uh, mouth feel? Uh, the mouth feels good, man. I'm feeling good. good. Um, tastes good. And a little fruity. Has an air of fruitiness to it. So, feeling good. Also, want to go ahead and give you guys a quick little Reddit thing from NBA Reddit. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon missed a free throw. He's now 82 of 84 mm. this season. That brought his free throw percentage down from 98.8%, which is good, to a completely bi- abysmal 97.6%. So he's a bum now. So ha- uh, hack a Malcolm this week, okay. Hack a Malcolm. Yeah, that's a strategy. He's going to miss. So we play the Bucks this week? Hell yeah. Yeah, Shit. hack a Malcolm. Yeah, oh, sure. dude, this, we'll, we'll get to that this week. Yeah. Woof. I'm but, good. Tiger's got to win. I'm ready to, I'm ready to talk some shop with you boys. And also... 
coming live at you from Uptown. We got Rich, Big Rich, Slick Rich. How you doing, man? <laughs> What's up, man? Doing well, man. Happy to be here and talk some shop with you boys tonight. All right. Let's get into it. We'll do some quick recaps of the games last week. Uh, we had mostly lows, a brief high. Week ended pretty rough. Then we'll spend a good amount of time on some midseason grades. Played 42 games so far this year, so just past the midway point. I uh, posted an article this week on the Barnburner, the hyphen barnburner.com, with individual grades for every Grizzlies player that's currently on the roster uh, up to this point in the season. So you can go check that out. Uh, it's been a big topic of discussion in the Barnburner Slack. And we'll we'll hear what everyone else has to say. You know, it's a it's a democracy over here sometimes. Fool, we ain't got no slack. <laughs> hey, keep that on the DL, man. I meant group text. That's what I said, wasn't it? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we started off uh, competing with the national championship football game. Uh, Memphis, the Grizzlies were in NOLA playing the Pellies, which looked pretty optimistic for a little bit. We were hanging, and then the third quarter came around. Slim, I know you were watching that one. What what were your like thoughts on what happened there? Uh, Anthony Davis, I mean, he scored 36 and 13. He was a plus 24 in the game, and then – some guy named Frank Frank Jackson, who apparently went to Duke, uh, had 17 points and was just lighting it, up, lighting it up from three. And, I mean, we just couldn't stop him. We got outscored by 17 in the second half. Uh, we, we trailed by two at halftime. I think they outscored us 61 to 44 in the second half. So just more of the same. But th- And we were actually turning the ball over a lot, which led to some easy transition buckets for them. And you just can't do that against bad teams like the Pelicans, especially in a game that we needed to win. Yeah, that I feel like that's just kind of like the the tale of the season so far is that third quarter helping us fall apart. Any other thoughts from you guys, Rich? You catch that one or Chief? Oh uh, yeah, man. Once once the third quarter kind of hit, I'm not gonna lie. I started watching the national championship game, oh, so I got my I got my Alabama Clemson on. So uh, you know, third quarter, Frank Jackson. He also yeah, he went to Duke. Uh, he was a one and done, one of those like Duke point guards. They kind of just enters their name into the draft and then kind of just gets drafted based on the fact that they're with the Duke. So, you know, you got Frank Jackson, Trayvon Duvall, et cetera. Um, but when I watched the first half, you know, we were looking solid. Um, I think Mike ended up with like 22 points or whatever have you. And then they kind of got like that dog in the background, like it just hit the fan. It's like, you know, it happened and, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go watch some college football now. Makes sense. And I, that's uh, what a lot of people were advising others to do on twitter so if you missed the end of that one <laughs> hey ari got something to say man that's what yeah. it was the whole the whole week was pretty much that all right so that one sucked and then wednesday spurs came to town in what was a weird game chief i know you were there courtside for that one not quite courtside you nah, could nah, the court really well though yeah we well, could definitely count the court. that and we were technically on the side of the court so yeah, you know, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah 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 what are your what's your overview kind of high level thoughts on that one i think you could sum this game up with one question which is did we win that game or did the spurs suck so bad they lost it uh, and i don't know the answer to that question really i think that we scored our average like 96 or whatever which is you know par for the course for us so we didn't have like a good scoring night we didn't weren't even particularly efficient but the spurs had like an abysmal like 87 or something like that. And it, it didn't seem like they ever got in their rhythm. And what I don't know, whether it was our defense or they just were missing shots uh, to me, it would seem like the latter, but I think that they had, they were due for a stinker in the NBA. You know, they'd won like eight of their last 10. Yeah. We know that happens sometimes you're on the road. Like you just have a stinker of a game. And it seemed like one of those where that was the case for the Spurs. Uh, even Patty Mills couldn't get hot in the grindhouse, and that's like his fucking zone. So yeah. Yeah. He loves to come in and just terrorize us. In our own home. That's not nice. Yeah. I mean, the Spurs, they only had 31 points in the entire first half. So uh, even with great defense, that's hard to do unless you're just sucking it up. Uh, LaMarcus, he only had 13. And then DeRozan only had nine. So uh, 
I mean, it was a big night for Mark Gasol, and the team had the energy, the litness, as uh, Jaron Jackson said, the litness transcended through the team. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it, I kind of, I can't lie, I bought into the hype that night. I was like, okay, maybe we're turning. <laughs> but then I watched the game the next day, and I was like, man, yeah, this yep. really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they were definitely looking ahead to the nationally televised classic, uh, their Thursday night game. Who would oh, yeah. they play? OKC? OKC. Uh, and you can see how the Spurs look when they do hit their shots, because they normally do. Uh, they went like crazy, like started like 15 to 15 from three or something like that. Uh, but to your point, Chief, like I think it was more of the latter. I think the Spurs just lost that one. I think it was just a stinker for them. Uh, Mark came out pretty aggressive um, for the most part, like as aggressive as Mark can be. And I think he ended up with like 26 or what have you. And, of course, like the bench, it seemed like they were getting pretty hype. Uh, they were pretty excited uh, and lit on the bench, like Jaron said. And, like, I've already seen, like, we take quotes here in Memphis and, like, run with it. Like, I've seen T-shirts on Twitter where they already have, like, the litness has transcended. And, you know, that's cool. It's cool. But then we lost, like, the rest of the week. So it's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to buy that shirt because that shit didn't transcend. <laughs> <laughs> Temporarily transcended. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need it to transcend on a little bit more consistent basis, I think. Uh, that... Of interesting things of note, that game, uh, Jermichael Green logged 27 minutes. He had a double-double, 12 and 11. And then uh, Bickerstaff went with Mack off the bench. Uh, and Car- Javon Carter didn't see the court that game. but So Bickerstaff went back to Mack being the backup point guard. And he actually had a solid game. He had 10 points, 7 assists. Um, you know, that's kind of – that's how he started the season – and then just kind of died off. And I think he sat out two games before that, and Carter kind of got some run. But I'm guessing bigger staff wasn't super, super impressed with Carter. And it's not like we won with Carter playing. I know that's kind of – everyone really wanted to see Carter, but we didn't really win the games that he got a lot of minutes in. I don't yeah, think. and uh, Shelvin was a plus 12 in that game. He was a team high against the Spurs, so hard to argue with JB there. But – I think JB just needed a win. So he's going back to the veteran guys. Cause yeah. I think Jamichael played the whole fourth quarter that game and Jaron set the entire fourth quarter, even though Jaron had been playing well, I think uh, JB just kind of felt the opportunity to snag a win. And so he, he went with the guys he was most comfortable with in an ideal world. Javon would be playing and, you know, we'd be winning games, but right now with the coaches back against the wall, it's kind of hard to, to argue him going back to Shelvin, but I, I think we will see them used together now with the more injuries that are piling up and Javon's defensive ability, which we kind of did in Miami for a little bit. So it was yeah, good but- to see Javon. Like uh, he led the bench mob really like uh, when Jaron was, cause he didn't play at all, but he was first off the bench and, yeah. and he was a huge part of the energy of those young guys. We have this kind of weird dichotomy in the team. We have these old guys, the vets of like Mike and Mark, and then we have, very few guys in the middle age wise and then a bunch of young guys. So the young guys are definitely quick off the bench and, and Noah's usually a part of that, but Javon, you know, he's a good teammate regardless of whether he's playing. So uh, it's good to have that guy on your team. Yeah. Speaking of like Noah being first off the bench, did you guys see like the video that like Bleacher Report was circulating? Man, about, Bleacher like, Report <laughs> hacks. They're hacks of the week, man. What, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what was that, man? Nothing is what it was, but Bleacher Report wanted to make it into something. Right. Uh, it was a John Martin. He was the yeah, one. Yeah. He, he tweeted it with like the little like oh, right. kind of coli yeah. Like. yeah. John Martin doesn't even know what that means, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh, the, the, I think the kids use this emoji and then he tweeted like, it. Ooh, look. <laughs> <laughs> so uh guess next week john <laughs> yeah come on on dude uh, he's doing his thing though he's doing yeah, his damn yeah, thing yeah no, yeah most, most popular definitely. radio show so uh then we went to miami the grizzlies traveled to miami and we started hot 19 to 7 and then uh we had a couple of big runs there in the first half where we pushed the lead up and then miami got back into it so we went to halftime down 63 61 and then it was just kind of like back and forth uh did you bro i know you caught the second half what did you think the difference was in the second half from in the first half when we got started off so hot Uh, a lot of it had to do with defense you know i think that for us, that's the thing that, that gets us going and just having that level of intensity. And I didn't really see it as much 
uh, in the, th- the third and fourth quarters that, that we need. Cause we can play like even against Spurgeon you know, 31 points in the first, um, the first half, but then they get, you know, 60 in the second half. So that puts them, that's like on pace to what we can't give up. And I feel like we just, we're falling apart. And then in the later end of the game, and then when Anderson kind of tweaked his, what is it? Foot or ankle, whichever one of the, that is that, yeah, that was kind of a big blow. Cause we really looked to him to, you know, kind of have a cool head at that point in the game and play, play solid defense. And he's always got that tough defensive matchup anyway. So losing him is pretty tough for us. Yeah. And down the stretch, we were going with Jaron at the three. Uh, so Jaron, J Mike and Gasol all in the game at the same time, which it wasn't awful. I mean, <laughs> Jaron can create just as good as anyone else without Kyle out there, uh, him and Mike. So it was just kind of rich. You got anything before we get into the end of the game? Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I caught, I did ca- catch the tail end. Uh, and I saw that, that instance where Jaron was, you know, running a three a little bit. And I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, but I think similar to what bro was speaking about, like when Kyle, like went down with that ankle, uh, tweak, it just kind of, it changes a lot of things for the scheme and the game plan, I think, uh, because Kyle is, you know, um, starting to really find his groove on the team. Uh, and at that point in time, like from what I saw, like I saw, like you said, uh, Slim, Jaron, and Mike are more than capable of creating their own offense. Um, but other than that, like it was just, it was just stagnant. Yeah, exactly. Same old, same old. And then uh, Mark got an opportunity to, I believe we were down two. The shot would have put us up one from deep <laughs> with 32 seconds left, and it was wide left. I mean, it, it was an air ball. It wasn't even close. Uh, maybe maybe he was tired, you know, the two days off beforehand. Maybe they, they didn't serve him well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then we actually get the ball back with a chance to tie it with, I believe, nine seconds left. And uh, we take the ball out. And you can see that the play is designed to go to Mark. But instead, we have to throw it in to Shelvin Mack because Mark is covered. Uh, you know, usually plays have more than one option, but apparently this one didn't. And it went to Shelvin Mack, and you just saw him put on, like, his Bel Air Academy jersey and turn into Carlton Bank. <laughs> and, like, he, 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 like, in slow motion drives at D-Wade, and everybody everybody in the free world is like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and D-Wade forces a jump ball, which, I mean, it was just a clusterfuck. And then uh, D-Wade and Shelvin jump ball, and naturally D-Wade wins it, tips it to Josh Richardson, who gets fouls and knocks down the free throws, and ball game's over. Uh, low key, great comparison there. That was an Shelvin, excellent comparison. Shelvin Mack to uh, yeah to Carlton, but that's like a reverse fizz comp. That's like I'm still, I'm still here, totally here for it. So yeah, and it's like why I'm why is the play to get Mark the ball, and then there's not another option other than just give it to Shelvin, like. Even if it comes into Shelvin, he should have the wherewithal to get the ball to Mike or get the ball to anybody but him, basically. <laughs> you cannot and, be the guy taking that shot. Right. Come no. on. And, like, there's nine, nine or six seconds, whatever, so it's not an immediate, uh, you know, need. But it's just, I don't know. The play calling, JB is no Dave Yeager out of timeouts. I will say that. Uh, it's yeah. just, like, the, the plays need to have layers, and if – if Mark Gasol is covered, let's not act like Mark Gasol is the quickest man who can just get open. Like, if a team doesn't want him to get open, he's probably not going to get open. Like, it's not that difficult. And I, it's just a tough way to lose a game that I felt we should have won. And you, you always know Miami's going to go on runs at home. That's just what they do. And then with the team that they have now, once you let them get going downhill, Going at the rim, uh, Justice Winslow got to the rim, then he was hitting pull-ups. I mean, he looked great. Uh, I know he's in your bum category, Chief, but he, he, looked, he looked like somebody we should have traded for last night. Uh, I, that's not an endorsement, but just another tough loss. <laughs> like, you, you, you try to put two wins together. You go to Miami, who's like 21 and 20 now. Not a good team. Just somebody you should beat. No white side, no Dragic. Um, and w- you can argue whether Whiteside's good for that team or not, but still, just a win that the Grizzlies needed and they could have had, but just they can't close games anymore. They can't close. I want to clarify too: uh, Justice Winslow not in my bum category. Uh, Stanley oh. Johnson, Stanley Johnson's in my bum category. I think that might I, be you're thinking of. I, no, I think this summer Justice was. 
No, I don't think he, I, I don't think so. I'll I'll check the receipts. Yeah, yeah, go back, go back, go back. Go to the (laughs) Bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, but Stanley Johnson definitely is. Kind of looks like Justin Winslow, but yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of who Stanley Johnson. <laughs> Pistons uh, best player, dude. Now that's Luke Kennard, bro. Oh my god! No. Okay, yeah, okay. hand up, hand up. That's on me. You're right. Oh, speaking of the Pistons, how about Blake Griffin not shaking Bomber's hand last Ooh. night? I like He's that. talking I like about that. some like y'all know I've done this for the past nine years. I re- like no, bro. Like you <laughs> saw him coming to you, trying to grease you. You took the fuck off. Yeah, like. <laughs> Barbara just looked like oh shit, damn. Like not a clipper for life, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we'll roll into before we get to the uh, the midseason grades. Let's go with our blue note ballers. Of the week. So I'll start off this week. I have Jermichael Green as my baller, mostly for his performance uh, against San Antonio, the lone win. He came out, he played, uh, he actually played really solid defense in that game, which may or may not show up in the numbers, but he was, he was very active. He even was switched on to DeRozan a couple times, kind of, he did a good job helping contain him. Uh, for the week, he had 17.3 points and nine rebounds, uh, hit a couple threes. So he had a pretty solid week for uh, old J. Mike, who does not is a very not appreciated person on on Grizz Twitter and Facebook. He's super appreciated by JB, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you can't. No, no one can deny that. He's appreciated <laughs> by JB and me and then Rab, of course, right, right behind him. Hey, I mean, J. Mike earned it this week. He, like you said, seventeen and nine, shot fifty percent from deep. It's an easy call for the baller of the week. All right, uh, Chief, who you got? Yeah, I mean, if th- you sit around this kind of this week of stats here, uh, which I appreciate because I hadn't thought about this. So I am going to do the typical blog boy thing and pick the guy with the best plus minus, uh, which Ooh. was Shelvin Mack. Uh, he had kind of a bounce back week, uh, eleven points, mm. um, was efficient. And kind of had that the hearkening back to that first stint he had where we were like, oh, maybe he's the best backup point guard we ever had. And then <laughs> he definitely was not the best backup point guard we ever had. Uh, so, we, I mean, it would be crazy to, to think that he would continue to be that terrible for an entire season. But it sure as hell seemed like that, man. He seemed to just go to shit real quick and didn't look to be coming back. But so he had a little bounce back week. Uh, good to see that from our boy Shelvin taking out the uh, Carlton Bank shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey Rich, you got anyone any more popular Grizzlies uh lined up for this award or uh you know, man, I actually was gonna go with you know our like resident middle child too. I was gonna go with J. Michael Green, man. <laughs> I think that, that San Antonio game, like you have a dude who's like consistently, like consistently brought up in trade rumors, brought up as a chip, brought up as a bargaining piece, and like you know, he just comes in like he keeps his head low, man. And he just he just comes to work, he does his job, like yeah, he has shortcomings. You know, but I mean, he comes to play uh, like that San Antonio game. Like, so I'm offensively and defensively active. Uh, and of course, we took the L in Miami. But I think he went down there and had like 24. He was just aggressive. Um, so I think like for me, my ball of the week is definitely Jay Michael. I also saw him like he was in the community. Like he had time to do like a community appearance. He was like handing out like turkeys and backpacks or something somewhere. And uh, mm. so that's like always super cool to see as well. Like the Grizz getting involved in the community. So Blue No Ball of the Week definitely goes to Jay Michael Green, man. All right, Jamichael, you heard it here. We appreciated you this week. Now take advantage of those thirty minutes that you're going to get going forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't squander. Don't squander those thirty six in one place, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention to uh, Caspi. Caspi ain't been bad. Yeah, yeah. When he's not starting fights, he's playing well on the court. That's cool. I can handle that. <laughs> hey, what's going on? This is Slim. Sorry about the break in the show, but the bills got to get paid. With that being said, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Blue Note Bourbon, for presenting this and every edition of the Backdoor Cut Show. And we'd also like to thank our host sites, the Barnburner Podcast Network and Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. You can also find our thoughts on the Grizzlies and many other subjects in written form on the Barnburner. That's the-barnburner.com. And we're on Twitter, at Backdoor Cut Show. And then I'm at Barnburner Slim, and I can point you to the rest of the Grizz gang once you hit that follow button. All right, Brett has been broke. Back to the show. 
All right, rolling Damn, into baby. rolling into the grades. So most of these I did uh, on my own volition. You know, I didn't really ask too much feedback. So can we just can we just go ahead and just ISO slim right now in the post? And just <laughs> let's just like go in on the Justin Holiday conversation right now. Because <laughs> I, 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 I want to I want to give you I want to give you as much time as you need right now. Uh, and let's go. So bro gave him a C. Your boy Justin. Uh, what, what do you got? Uh, well, first of all, I think it should be an incomplete because he's only been with the team like two or three games when this was published. And then, to, I mean, I, I can agree with what that he hasn't performed, but I, all you can look at is when we traded for him, you look at the trade article we put up. He's best in the league in corner threes or second best. He's 10th uh, best in catch and shoot coming off the screens. And I haven't seen him attempt a corner three or come off a screen. So, of, of course, if, we're, if we continue to not use players to their strengths, we're going to continue to get ass production out of them. So, yeah, I mean, he deserves a C or whatever. He hasn't been great since he's been here, but the team is not putting him in any position to succeed. And that's just a continuing trend. So that's, that's my piece on Justin Holiday. Yeah, I, I kind of go, I feel like I said this when we first traded for him, how guys come here and they're good shooters, but we don't use them in the way that they're good shooters. And so therefore they look like not good shooters anymore. And it's not them, it's us. So I, you know, I, I, I don't know what, like where he's taking his shots. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of the games he's played in, but if that's the case, then we got to get him more corner threes for sure. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's shooting a lot of pull-up shots and like he's a catch-and-shoot shooter. It's just like that's not how he works. So we just don't not play into his strengths. So he's going to continue to underperform. Yeah. Okay, bro. Sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, I I was just going to say somehow Kyle Anderson still ended up in the three to do his little pump fake instead of Holiday being over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck that. That doesn't make any sense. That hurts me. Every time <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle can shoot that hoe from the corner, man. He need to just let it fly. <laughs> yeah, he does it though. His arms get like halfway to the lane. I'm like, bro, just put it in. Man. <laughs> it's like a layup, essentially. I will say, so we sit near this girl that hates Kyle Anderson. At most games, he does anything, and she's just immediately on his ass. He hit triple-double game. She was just tearing him apart for everything that he did. And I was like, I wanted to lean over and say, Kyle's playing really well. Give him a break, please. He's doing what he's supposed to do. So mother's feel bad for him. Well, she she's like a single. I think she's a solo season ticket holder. She just bought a seat. So she's by herself, and every time he does anything, she goes Kyle. <laughs> and, and then she does. She has this thing where if he does anything, she's like he shoots slow, he rebounds slow, he runs slow, and he then I'm always slow. Wanted, he I'm always slow. Wanted, he fucks slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always waiting for her to just like take it to a graphic area, but she never does. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's but I mean. A lot of she gets a lot of laughs from our area, so I'm sure she's not stopping anytime soon. No, she gets a lot of validation from the yeah. guy right next to her. Yeah. <laughs> APB, don't laugh at those kind of jokes, people. Thank you. All right, back to the top. We got the Justin Holiday. Uh, anyone else have any any piece to say on that? Can't give the man a grade. Come on, that's incomplete at best. <laughs> I I didn't want to take the cop out. I had to, I felt like I had to do something. I gave all. I didn't give any plus or minuses, and I just gave solid letter grades. Did you grade <laughs> A B? Bro, bro, you gave. No, I didn't. Justin Holiday and Joe Kim Noah the same grade. <laughs> I don't know if that's worse for like Joe Kim Noah or if that's like <laughs> yes. worse for Joe Kim Noah. I think. Holiday shooting like zero percent. And now, okay, Marcus All. This will also be y'all might have some take. I uh, I looked at it, you know, as two parts of the season, and with the quarter season grades, he was playing amazing, defensive player of the year, going to be MVP. Grizzlies were first place since then, like right before Thanksgiving, at Thanksgiving, whatever it was, playing like dog crap. So I just took the average of that, gave him a B. What do you guys think about that? I think the average of an A and an F is a C, bro. <laughs> <laughs> member math? Because I do. Oh, yeah, member. <laughs> and that's what I've got to say about that. Yeah, well, man, I just want to say you're a very generous person. Like You're very kind-hearted. 
Also, <laughs> I looked at it as uh, this whole season, like as a cumulative or the whole half, I guess. And he's not that far off from his career number. So technically, he is about getting what we should expect him to get for the season. C minus. minus. Yeah, it's deeper than numbers, bro. It's deeper than numbers. Just, just doesn't acknowledge anything. <laughs> <laughs> Comes it out. What if I give Holiday an incomplete? Would it be some mercy around me somewhere? Nah, I mean, Marcus, come on. You got to be better. Just you're, the, you're supposed to be the leader of this team, if not the second leader. Uh, and you've let us down. Like, we're. we're Bro, the playoffs are fading away quickly, brother. I mean, every game, they're getting further and further away because you don't want to shoot. Uh, now I know I need to shoot more. Like, bro, what the fuck was different on this Wednesday night against the Spurs than, like, every other game? Like, you always need to shoot more. Like, this is not no nothing new because you scored 26. Like, come on. You, that's, that's light work. Like, LaMarcus went out the next night and put up 56. Like, you put up 56, then you start saying, yeah, I just need to shoot more. I need to shoot more. Like, you had one good game. Maybe you don't need to shoot more. Trash. I don't have anything else to say about Hey, one guy I did give an F to, Chandler Parsons. Who? uh, Someone's going to disagree with that, I'm sure. Let me guess. Let me guess. He's played the same amount of games Justin Holiday, so how do you not give him a C? Nah, I'm dude deserve it. L. That's an F, bro. An F for fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just fuck out. Stay on the West Coast, stay in LA, bro. You should have attached like the Players Tribune article as like a, a piece, a clip here, and then added an attachment of the Fizz, like Chandler picture on the rooftop. Like, that would have been amazing. Like, get out of here, bro. It's a wrap. Peace. <laughs> All I right. just got really frustrated with Chandler. Sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't try to trigger you guys. Go ahead and leak something. Shit. <laughs> right. There's a mole in the locker room anyway. <laughs> All right. G temp B. He's about, he's about doing what it, this is my, you know, pleading my case for my dissertation <laughs> on this. <laughs> a B because he's also doing like pretty much what you should expect of him which is he's probably not he's not a he shouldn't be a starter on like a team that wants to get in the playoffs. At the beginning of the season he was playing awesome, but you know, obviously he has come back down to earth and he could maybe be like second guy off the bench on a good team, but I don't the fact that we have to start him is not great and so I think for what he is, he's doing what we should be expecting of him. What's yeah. his number? Temple right now he's at 9.9 points, three rebounds, shooting 35.5% from three. Yeah, I saw some tweet that said, like, Garrett Temple is the best at making 35% from three, like, seem like 28%. <laughs> That's true. And, and, uh, and that really <laughs> yeah. resonated with me because, man, it does feel that way. feels like he misses every shot he takes. Every shot. Yeah. I so. think I agree with you, bro. Like, um, I don't think you're allowed. The addition you're allowed by subtraction. Like, only, like, I don't fully agree with you. So, I agree with <laughs> okay, okay, okay. of I'd much rather have Garrett on the roster than Deontay and Ben. So, he was already a win for being a part of that transaction. But at this point in time, like, I swear, every single three he takes, like, that shit just doesn't go in. Like, he's got to consistently knock down that corner three. He's got to be that catch and shoot. Like, when Mark or Mike just kicks it out, like, he has to be able to hit that shot. And he just doesn't. Like, he's a starting NBA two guard. Granted, I know he's not really a starting NBA two guard, but for the Memphis Grizzlies, he's a starting NBA two guard. Mm-hmm. And I think we're asking, I don't know if it's fair. Like, I don't know if we're asking him to be something he's not, but like this dude just like Chief said, like he's not hitting shit, man. <laughs> he's not hitting anything. I want to see Holiday get those minutes. I mean, I think it's time for that. Yeah, it, it would seem to be that he that Holiday would do the things that we want Gary Temple to do, and that's what he's always done. And so, why not? You know, I mean, Thanks. let's uh, let's you know let's test drive it. Yeah, Temple's yeah. Temple's playing way more than he has in like the past, like the average of the past three seasons. He's playing like which were some of the more impactful seasons that he's played. He's playing like seven more minutes per game for us this year, which is 
at 32 years old, probably a little much. That's kind of, I feel like you want to be scaling back on some of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And well, the injury to Kyle will make things a little tougher for the next two to four weeks, which is how long the team said it'll be before uh, they kind of reevaluate or whatever. So we'll probably see, I would assume holiday will start alongside temple. Um, But who the hell knows? We could go Jaron and Jermichael, but then you, you lose a big off the bench, so maybe Caspi, but uh, I would assume Holiday. But yeah, B B's not bad for him. I, I'd probably go B minus on the lower side of a B, but you, you didn't do the plus minus for whatever reason. Feeling lazy, I guess. Well, you don't. <laughs> some of those teachers, you don't like a plus minus. I mean, okay, I take it back. You totally love plus minus if you're in school, except when you get a minus, then it sucks. Yeah, and I mean, you're feeling good. Garrett Temple has kind of sucked, so <laughs> I'm going to give him that minus. Yeah, he's classic minus guy. All right, well, I'm not here to please Garrett Temple. I don't care if he got an 89. That's a, a B. Yeah, you're doing no child left behind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the conductor, Mike Conley in A. I think that he's been – I mean, he's clearly the most consistent guy that we have. We're, he's the only guy we look to in the fourth quarter – his usage rate is like is top ten in the league uh, among players who have played thirty games or more. When we he gets into the fourth quarter, and like everyone on that list, it's guys like Harden, Giannis. It's all perennial all stars that are on that list. So I, I feel like Mike is doing man about all that he can to help this team out at this point. What do you think, yeah. Rich? Oh. Um, I think. I think I would go A minus. I'd Dead go A minus. Comment. Dead I, I, I think I'd go A minus. Uh, I think I agree with you, bro. Like, you know, he has, you know, been pulling his weight, if you will. Like, he's been doing his part. You know, he's been like leaving it all out there on the floor offensively, defensively. Um, but I think where my tail end of my grading comes in is just that additional like leadership aspect. Uh, I know Mark, uh, Mike is one of those, you know, more so lead by example type of guys, but I just want to see, you know, some more additional fire, you know, getting in their ass, man. Like, and just, you know, really like firing it up because like, I love Mike, you know, I want Mike to be an all-star this year. I don't know how realistic that is at this point in time, you know, we definitely need to go on a winning streak, you know, towards the voting yeah. uh, time frame. But, you know, I think I would go with a solid A minus. I think Mike has done, what can all be asked of him, but I still think there's even another gear he can take it to. Okay. That that's definitely fair. You know, factoring the intangibles in there and this week, I think probably Friday, Chris Harrington of the daily Memphian covered, uh, he kind of talked about Mike and the competition that he's got to get into that all-star game with the way that, you know, kind of the West is trending right now. So pretty good, really good piece there breaking down who his biggest, you know, competition is for that at the beginning of the year. I thought for sure, you know, this guy was going to, Mike was going to make it in, but the Grizzlies are not doing well. I'm not so sure about that. Chief, not looking good. Chief, thoughts on Mike Conley, the second? Mm, uh, as Frank Sinatra said, the best revenge is massive success. And John Rothstein also said that, the college basketball guy. Uh, mm. He just steals quotes like Michael Scott. I think it's really hilarious. And this quote is not exactly applicable. I just happen to find it on Twitter right now. But I think that if Mike causes a winning streak for the Grizzlies, he makes it. And if he continues to let him slip, then he doesn't. It's pretty much as simple as that. Uh, but he's played about as well as he can for the most part. He'll never be like a super vocal leader. He never really has been. Um, I think he's just kind of a more of a, a lead by example, if anything, guy. And a great teammate, but, you know, maybe not what you would want in this scenario when we have a team that's sort of spiraling, you want a guy that's vocal and he might be, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not in that locker room, but he seems like on the quieter side, I guess from the outside looking in, but yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know. Well, right now we got fools voting Luca in, uh, yeah. you know, as a fucking starter, we got like a sweatshop <laughs> in the Eastern Europe of a bunch of people on computers, which I assume are tweeting out all star votes like 24 seven. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if the system's broken maybe, but, the coaches respect Mike, but the way the West is, it's just respect. I don't know if it gets you there. Slim, you want to close this out with uh, the Mike Conley discussion? I know I just cut you off like three or four times. So <laughs> I know you got something. <laughs> I had to move. No, I don't have too much. I had to move rooms and stuff. So I was trying to get my part out of the way. Uh, but <laughs> uh, as far as All Star goes, I think 
y'all are spot on. It's going to be tough if we if we stay second bottom at the West. Like you can't you can't give someone an All Star spot if your team is that bad. So we're definitely going to need to win some games, and he's going to need to put up some thirty pieces and you know just play well when he gets the opportunity to go head to head with big time guys and make that impression on the coaches because he was never going to be a starters uh, or chosen by the fans or anything like that anyway. So it'll all come down to the coaches. And as far as how he's done this season, I think A is, you know, about, uh, that's, that's just about right. Like he, he's had a solid season, could have been a little better, but the biggest thing for me is he's been healthy. He only missed one game. So uh, I'll give him an A for that all day. Okay. Okay. I please the masses. Good, good. All right. Next we got Dylan Brooks. No longer with us this season. Uh, so, <laughs> I gave him in too he, soon, man. He maybe should have got an I too. I don't know that. Uh, I gave him a B mostly because he was he was trending up. You know, had a couple really really good shooting performances. Really good def- basically doing all the things that he needed to do for us to be a good team. And he never really got ramped up. I feel like he he was trending up, and then a couple injuries. <laughs> Took him out, so he's going to be uh, likely, likely out the rest of the season, according to the team. So hopefully, you know, we wish Dylan a speedy recovery. Uh, any, any thoughts? Um, Starting with you, Chief, on Brooks and a B for his short time this season. I mean, I think that's fine. Uh, wishing speedy recovery to our boy Dilly Buckets as well. And uh, it's, it's a tough sophomore season for a guy that was looking to emulate what he done in year one and play a bigger part on a good team. So we are wishing your toe. Well, my friend, Godspeed. Sorry. That was me pouring my boat a brick. That thing pours pretty fast. That's impressive. I thought you was taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> got a nice little finger. We're on the switch rooms too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. Okay. This one. You know, I'm a rab stand. I gave him a C. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I want to talk about Dylan okay, Brooks. Okay, what you got on Dylan, Slim? Uh, yeah, I think it's just now it's mentally he's got to stay strong and just stay focused because once those injuries pile up for, uh, you know, a young player, at in, I know he's a little bit older, but he's still young and just getting his feet wet in the league. So he's just got to stay focused mentally because it's easy to get lost off track. Um, but as long as he does that, and I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't, I think he'll be back and he'll continue to play a, a big role on this team moving forward. But I was talking to my old lady who deals with feet injuries all the time, and she said that a ruptured ligament in the foot, one, is very hard to do, and two, she didn't think it would require him to be out the entire season. Um, so I guess depending on which ligament it is, which there's a, a couple different ones in the foot, but apparently it's, it's pretty hard to tear a ligament, but it's, I don't know. It's just kind of another, another example of the Grizzlies putting out kind of very little information and who the hell really knows what's going on. Cause the way this one came out was really weird. Chris Harrington, like early one morning, he was like, don't be surprised that there's more bad news coming on the Dylan front. And then the news leak shams leaked it. And that's when JB was like, who asked that when he was approached by uh, after shoot around, but I think it was Omari who, from the athletic who asked him and JP was like, who asked that or who, who said that? And uh, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, just, just another time when the Grizzlies just look like minor league, like Bush league as hell uh, in terms of dealing with the media, controlling your own news and narratives, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's funny, but it's sad. It's like, what the hell is really going on? Yeah. I don't know if any of y'all follow that, um, the Grizzlies like PR Twitter account, but it's yeah. like the most vague, like, it's bland, always like copy and pasted as notifications. It's always two to four weeks. We'll revisit, we'll reevaluate. <laughs> and then they just like get it over with. Like, it's not helpful at all. Here's our official response. Meet Mark, meet Mark two to four weeks. Speaking of that account, shout out Ross Wooden, man. We appreciate you uh, never responding to that email <laughs> before the season started, man. We appreciate that. That was, that was nice of you. <laughs> All right, moving on to Ivan Rab. Uh, gave him a C. 
just because you know he he's done okay, but nothing nothing impressive when he has been in there. I uh, don't know if that's I don't think it's all necessarily his fault. I think if you give him a couple games in a row to run, then then he'll you'll see some production out of him. But that's kind of pretty close to an incomplete as well. But I just want to say this, if anything, gives you a little iota of credibility here. Yeah, Let's right. See? Because I understand you as a stand, you have to be irrationally confident in this guy. The C is, you know, if anything, very average. So just want to say, nice way to establish some fake credibility here and get that mark grade seeming a little bit better than it really is. <laughs> you're welcome. Make it seem like I actually pay like a little bit of attention. I, I, I see you're trying to play chess and not checkers, but uh, I'm all in y'all's heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not Alonzo, bro. <laughs> Any thoughts on Ivan Rab? No, probably not. All right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some good ones coming up. All right. Next, Jamichael B. Uh, I think he's been best big for B. Big off the bench. He's done. <laughs> that, was, that was really nice. Man, that, was, that, was, that was really nice. That was, that was oh, man. <laughs> and he's he's done like as much or more than he should with the minutes that he's been given. So B for that. Slim, what you got on uh what's your rebuttal? Uh I think J Mike has been good to the eye, but I just can't understand why he's always negative as fuck. <laughs> like oh, in care. the plus minus. Like he's he's out there rebounding. A lot of times he's the only person who can score with that unit, like keeping us afloat. So I think he's been really good, and I, I can't put my finger on what it is defensively, if it's just him having to guard. He can't guard guys on the perimeter, or if it's him having to cover for Mark um, on the pick and roll once Mark's guy gets by him up top and then gets right into the lane. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, as an observer, have been pleased with Jamichael, so I'm cool with the B. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, I think the uh, the – the minus is really comes to defensively. I think he can't really guard perimeter guys sufficiently. And also he's not a rim protector. So I don't really know like what his strength is defensively, you know, yeah. uh, undersized four, but yeah, just yeah. Hustle. yeah. <laughs> hustle and hope, hope you have a good matchup that night. Right. Uh, yeah. So that that's, I think that's usually where those metrics get real skewed because offensively and he does rebound and he hits, he hits open threes. Like if he gets time to get his feet set, bro pointed out that you can almost know when he's going to make a shot, when he's going to miss it by his like when he literally his release like if he takes his time and gets his release right then he almost always makes it it seems like so uh yeah i'm cool with the b you know yeah, something i, I, I just sorry sorry rich <laughs> i gotta speak my piece on this one do you think man with, like with jamichael the plus minus doesn't always make sense so in a grading system overall does the plus minus always make sense back to you rich Wow, you're so profound, man. Um, <laughs> That's so, unfortunate yeah. turkey shit, bro. God, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking deep. <laughs> There's five <laughs> Yeah, man, I think, I think I'm cool with the B. Uh, I think, like, J. Michael having to return from, like, the broken jaw, like, and kind of, like, reintegrate back into the roster. Um, I think everybody touched on everything. Like, you know, we know what he's capable of offensively. We know there are some defensive shortcomings, but I mean, I think he's somebody you can count on to come to play each and every night. So I'm cool with the B. Yeah. If he had been the starting power forward, I, I oh, wouldn't yeah. give him the B. So, no, yeah. but he's like the only guy who comes to fight almost every night. And, you know, unfortunately I, I always rag on him for his ticks, but he does bring that fire and we need it. So uh, shout out to J Mike, man. Hopefully, hopefully he stays with us moving forward. All right, moving to our favorite son, Jaren Jackson Jr. Got an A from me. Uh, got some pushback on Twitter about that. I'm curious as to what you guys think. Rich, thoughts on Triple J getting an A? Oh, there you go again, man. Such a wordplay. <laughs> You're in your bag tonight, bro. Just <laughs> pouring up some more yellow tail while he's at it. Oh, yeah, get going. It. yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so okay, A. Uh yeah, I mean, I fucking love Jared. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, I think you touched on it a lot, bro. Like 
if he can like maintain like to actually stay on the court, and I know part of it is part of not receiving the minutes and having the short lease from JB, but also like he just has some fouls that it's like, you know, early on, I'm like, okay, he's a rookie. I get it. But like some of this shit, like some of these fouls he's getting, man, like he has to realize, I think first personally, how important he is to this team. And once he realizes that, I think he won't gamble and just get some of these like silly fouls as much as he does. But other than that, man, um, as someone who personally this time last year was against the draft, I think of Jane Jackson Jr. I stand corrected. He has won me over. He has a fan. Uh, and I look forward to him becoming, you know, one of the cornerstones of our franchise. Chief, pass the ball to you. Uh, I'm going to dish it to Slim in the corner. Justin Holiday, go. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jaron Jackson has been great. He's been everything we could ask for. He's just got to stop fouling. So because of the fouls, I'd probably give him like a B plus. Just like you hit on Rich, like at some point, it's like, all right, dude, stop. <laughs> like stop yeah. getting in early foul trouble, man. We really need you on the court. Um, and you know, we can, t- you can talk about how the coaching staff doesn't use them right, which I, I don't think they do to get the most out of them right now, whether that's by design or just stuff. How would you use them? Like, what do you, what would you alter? Uh, I'd give them the fucking ball <laughs> like, every, every time down. I'd give him the ball. Like he, he can take people off the dribble. He's our biggest matchup problem. Uh, and I would just start treating him like he's at least the number two option. Uh, behind Mike Conley and like I like I've said on you know the last two or three podcasts I think it would just open up more for everyone and make this team better we start to see shooters getting open looks and start to knock them down like they were early on in the season uh, Justin Holiday could spot up Garrett Temple could spot up what they're best at so you know we'll see but it doesn't look like the coaching staff is going to change too much of what they're doing, especially based off the JB's comments to Omar Sankofa in the athletic article today about how he's coaching him hard. And, uh, you know, he's got to keep a tight leash on him basically and make sure he knows why he's getting yanked for mistakes. And so I kind of took it as, yeah, if the kid stops fouling and stays on the court, I'll play him. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to try to do that, but just hopefully when he's getting those minutes, we're giving him the ball. Yeah. I mean, he's, Still statistically tracking to be better than Kevin Garnett and Chris Bosh. Uh, his stats are better, and, and he could shoot threes, which neither of those guys could do, which is definitely the – I mean, that's definitely what we want out of him is to be that, you know, that all-star and, and perennial team cornerstone moving forward. Um, I don't know. A lot of his fouls are him being dumb, but also he gets rooked a lot. I don't really know why. Like, I don't know why more than – I haven't watched a lot of, like – the other rookies this season, to be honest with you, but I feel like Luca's already getting the travel Harden, you know, step back three. Like oh, I see, a, like, yeah. like, like, you know, every time he hits yeah. a I mean, jumper, you know, <laughs> how many times is like you know how many rookies get that call to travel? I don't know. Like, uh, and, and and we always talk about it. The, the reason that he gets such calls because there's Memphis across his chest, and there's just something about the Grizzlies getting worse calls, the worst whistle in the league, maybe something that we want to figure that out, figure out at some point, but. Yeah, I mean, everyone said it, and uh, and I think that's a, a reasonable – I would probably give him an A-minus because of the fouls because some of it is him. Uh, he can do a little bit better. Not baiting the refs to make those calls. He always – he doesn't defend with both hands up. Like, he, he moves like he should, but he always has one arm down and one arm up, and with the one arm down, he has it on the defender's body, and that's just fucking – Cake for the rest of yeah, exactly. And uh, that's just him being a rookie. And, uh, you know, the vets are going to say, hey, they're going to call us every time. Here's how you defend without getting that call. And, and the little tricks of the trade, I guess, he'll pick up. But, I mean, you know, it is kind of nice to see that Cat is having the same trouble, like year four or whatever. I mean, he's tied yeah. in fouls, uh, you know, probably the same kind of shit. Like, Cat's not a good, as good a defender as Jaron naturally. But, you know, it's it can happen to anyone. And big men are particularly – uh, susceptible to it because of the amount of times they're they're either guarding smaller guys or you know trying to catch up to someone that's in the lane or, or whatever. So um, that's his only shortcoming. And, and once he can fix that, then as we say, the sky's the limit. Well, I do think once we start featuring him on offense more, I think he's more likely to get the benefit of the doubt on the defensive end yeah. and not get those ticky tack fouls. So I think it could could you know play a major role in a lot of things. Yep, no, I totally agree. So we're getting a little close on time, so we'll run through the last few guys on here. Uh, Kyle Anderson uh, gave him an A. Maybe could have downgraded this, and I admit it a little bit, maybe. <laughs> but he's pretty much doing what we signed him to do. 
Uh, he's played tough defense on a couple guys like DeRozan, Kawhi. You know, held them uh, to pretty good, pretty good numbers. Had, he gets the ball to Jaron, so I appreciate. I freaking appreciate that. Uh, something that a lot of the guys on the team were not doing. So that I may be impartial to him for that reason. Um, real quick thoughts. Uh, starting with you, Rich. Um. <sighs> I don't know if I give Kyle an A. I don't know if I give him an A. Uh, but I think your first sentence, like, I wholeheartedly agree. Kyle is doing everything we signed him to do. Uh, I think as the year is going on, he's gotten more and more comfortable. Uh, this injury is just comes at a terrible time. You know, I feel for him. But, um, yeah, taking on the top defensive assignment each night, um, contributing what he can. Uh, but I think for him to receive an A for me, like <laughs> – He's going to have to hit that shot. He's going to have to, like, come up with something other than pump faking from the baseline or looking to pass and kick it out. Uh, but honestly, like, I do like how I don't feel about, you know, the fan you spoke about earlier, uh, bro, or Chief. Uh, he doesn't get on me like that. But, yeah, I give Kyle a solid mm, – I'll give him a B plus. Yep, I agree. I give him a B plus as well. Uh, what's weird to me is when he wasn't playing well is early on, and we were winning, and now like he's been playing well for a while now. It seems like that's a thing. Been able to win shit. The better he plays, the, the more likely we are to lose. Which I don't know what that. Uh-oh. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Uh, that, that's definitely a thing. Uh, you know, and and you have to look. Uh, to me, I look at this not like just how good the players play, but pursuant to his contract too. I mean, he's like a you know, seven or 8 million a year guy. That's a great deal for four years. Get all of his prime 24 to 28. Uh, that's a fucking awesome deal for a guy's given us all the things that he does defensively and the intangibles of all that he can do. So, I mean, great signing that you really can't hate on it. And most importantly, him and Jaron look really good together and they look like their pick and roll is really nice together. So they look like they enjoy playing together and they can wreak havoc, you know, defensively as well. So I'm all for Kyle Anderson. Hopefully he gets back on the court soon. So we can try to make a little playoff push here. Yeah, two week, two weeks is the prognosis so far. That's huh. a long time. There's a lot of games. <laughs> and of Memphis Grizzlies PR yeah. two weeks. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we heard that for Chandler Parsons for like a year and a half. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, Caspi a B. Uh, mostly because that guy is really efficient. He doesn't get to play much, but when he's in there, he's shooting. You know, a very high percentage. He impacts the game. He gets buckets. He rebounds. He looks like he's hustling. Uh, that's why I gave him a B. Slim, what do you think about Omri? Yeah, we're about to get a big dose of Caspi here in these next two weeks with Kyle out, I believe. So uh, that'll be the time when we can really give him a grade. But, uh, yeah, he's been he's been fine. He's been good when he's in, so I'm cool with a B. All right, what do you think, Chief? Yep, uh, retweet. Retweets. Anything from Rich, any opposition? Retweet, retweet. Yes. Yeah. Get a lot of likes on that. Yeah, we're gonna oh, get a yeah. lot of likes. That one's going yeah. viral. Yeah. Javon Carter, a B. Also looking at this one, probably a C or incomplete. Dang it. But starting at the top, Chief, what do you think about Carter and his um, you know, kind of the few games where he has been the main backup point guard for the Grizz? I mean, he's fucking hooping down in South Haven. Like he's he's averaging like twenty five or something. And He's like, I mean, controlling the offense, shooting like step back threes, just playing with such confidence and more offensive, you know, chops than I thought he had at West Virginia. Uh, but in the NBA, like in the, when he's been called up, anytime he comes in, you could tell everyone sort of ups their game. He's that type of player where when he's on the court and you could tell he's hustling his ass off, it sort of seeps to everyone else. As Jaron would say, the litmus transcends and <laughs> everyone starts playing a little better. So, you know, that's something that, you know, you can't quantify in the box score. Uh, but but it is an aggregate positive. Would like to see him hit open three. There was a couple opportunities he had to kind of bring down the grindhouse uh, where he was playing well, and and then you know he got hit with an, uh, an open three and he missed it. Uh, you know that's the shot that I think he takes that next step when he hits that shot. Absolutely, Rich. Yeah, I think Chief touched on it all. Um, I think he definitely has everyone kind of step their game up. Like he's that person, like doesn't care who he's checking. Like, you know, whether it's Chris Paul and James Harden or it's or it's freaking 
Like Reggie Jackson. Like yeah, Reggie Jackson or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't care. Like he he takes pride in his defense and that transcends throughout, you know, the team. Um, but you know, like Chief said, like all he has to do is like be able to knock down that open shot. Cause you know, when the grindhouse gets behind you, they're gonna really get behind you. Um, and he just has to, you know, continually find that confidence. You know, he's going back and forth between South Haven and the Big Club. Um, but he'll 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 get there. He'll get there. Uh I think he's been solid so far for what's been asked of him. All right, closing out with the other backup point guard, Shelvin Mack. So I gave him a B mostly for the same reasons. I gave Mark a B started off super hot, not as good in the second quarter of the season, you know, directly correlated to the Grizzlies winning and losing also, um, including a couple coaches decision did not play slim. What do you think on Mac? Man, do you know how bad we have been, bro? <laughs> like, we have been really bad because of him. So I can't give him a B. Like, D plus, C minus. Uh, he, he's teetering on the edge for me. Like, sounds like he, you kicked him out of school. Man, he had a couple of good games, but like that—that that was very short lived. That was a very short period of the season. Since then, we have been trash as hell. Like, we lost what twelve of the last fourteen. Uh, and things aren't looking good. So, and a lot of it, his, his defense is just—I mean, it's non-existent, pretty much. Thankfully, that Spurs game, he got it turned around because when he first checked in, uh, Patty Mills or Brent Forbes or one of them little guards was eating him up the first three possessions, and then he, he started hitting some shots and ended up having a really good game. But uh, just too wishy-washy, man. As a backup point guard, you need somebody that's steady that you can count on. And he hasn't been that, so and that's what he was signed to do. So I got to give him. I'll go C minus because of the early stretch. Chief, yeah, I give him a C, uh, just like I give Mark. I mean, they're they are kind of the same exact story, and uh, of course held to different standards. You know, Mark being kind of the franchise guy, and and Mac being the backup. But yeah, I mean, it's been said. Rich, any objection to the C? I think Shelvin's been bumped down from the B, is what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah, like definitely, definitely going with the C, C minus range. Um, Shelvin, uh, I mean, I think Shelvin is who he is. Um, when he was signed, I don't think, you know, I had these inklings of, you know, he was going to be the greatest backup point guard in history. Like, yeah, he had a good stretch in the beginning. Uh, but I think Shelvin's kind of come back down to earth, uh, as we all have seen. And, you know, at some point in time, you know, we got to figure out, you know, what his role on the team is uh, because there are too many like frustrating uh, runs and instances where it's just a lot of it is coming down on shelving. It's like, you know, you got to step your game up, bro, or JB has to make a decision. So I'm very curious to see this new like off the ball lineup he's going to go through with two two point guards playing or Javon and Mike playing together or Shelvin playing with Mike or Javon. So I'm excited to see what comes of that. All right, well, that rounds out the grades. For whoa, 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 whoa. What? Who? Noah, Joe Cam Noah. We that talked about Noah. You no, want to talk didn't. more about Noah? We didn't talk about him, fool. We talked about him. We lumped him with Holiday. Okay, Slim, what you got on Noah? I gave him a C. I don't got nothing. Rich wanted to say something. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. Yeah. Um, shit. It's fuck. It's like a D, man. It's like a D. I mean, it's Joe Kim Noah, bro. He hasn't played since... I was in middle school, so it doesn't even really matter. <laughs> We're glad to have you, Joe Kim. You're you're awesome. Oh, way to make a stand there, guys. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that wraps up that portion. Okay, no objections. Good. This week, Grizzlies have just like a completely brutal, murderous schedule. So oh, starts off with, Jesus. with the I, Rockets. I uh, don't need to tell you very much about the Rockets. Harden mm, scores 40 points every game, gets a triple-double. Dude, he is uh, unbelievable right now. Playing, playing phenomenal. Oh, uh, he's a candidate for MVP. Well, two days later on Wednesday, the Grizzlies get to play the Bucks with Giannis. Oh, also a MVP candidate. Uh, somehow we beat them last time. I don't, I'm trying to remember back to the good old days early in the season where we beat them, but I uh, would, ugh. Oh, that's not good enough. Well, then we got to go to Boston, play the Celtics on Friday. Obviously, we blew a huge lead to them earlier this season. And then the very next day, we got to go to Toronto and play the Raptors, who we also blew a huge lead to. So we play three of the East top five teams 
and the um, and the war or the Rockets. They're sixth right now, but at the rate they're playing, they could you know they could beat anyone at this point in the season. I don't see much reason to be optimistic. What do you, Chief? What do you think we go this week? I mean, I, I think that if you know you're a betting man. Uh, then you're not going to spend any folding cash on anything but 0-4. Makes no sense to bet anything than that. But I'm going 1-3 because I'm a risk taker. Uh, I challenge the process. And I think that uh, one of these teams might have one of those stinker games like the Spurs did. At some point, you know, we'll, we'll catch them slipping, and they'll just have a stinker, and then we'll, we'll shoot a little bit better and maybe score 100 for once and, uh, and win. I don't know which team that'll be, but... There's there's no logical reason you would expect to be any of these teams the way that they're all playing and the way that we are playing, especially given injury. I think we'll learn a lot about this team, though, with these two recent injuries, with Dylan being out and now Kyle being out. How do they respond? You know, Do we have the, the energy? Do we have enough bodies to throw out there and, and, and win a game against a good team? I don't know. Uh, yeah. we'll, know that. we'll know that after this week, though. Yeah, two really key defensive guys who guard perimeter players pretty often. Ooh, that'll be tough. I mean, uh, who, you know, who checks like Jason Tatum? Who checks Kawhi? Who checks Giannis? Who guards, uh, who guards fucking Harden, dude? I mean, first of all, you can't guard him right now. Like, he's <laughs> supernova. He's entered a whole echelon of scoring right now that we haven't seen maybe ever since, like, Wilt, which is kind of crazy. Like, what he's doing right now is insane. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got to say. It, it'll be fun. You'll get to see a bunch of fun teams that will be playing in the postseason and vying for – uh, Eastern Conference final berth. And so that will be good. And we'll really get to see like what what this Grizzlies team is made of. Can they fight back? Can they steal a couple? Especially you got three of them on the road. Uh, a lot of it's going to have to do with controlling pace and just being, you got to be freaking tough and body up some of these guys. That's your only hope, really. Slim on the week, what do you, what's your prediction? Uh, I think we beat Milwaukee again and go one and three. I think they just kind of a good matchup for us, and I think we'll take advantage of that. That's the the one at home, right? Uh, yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think we'll win that one. Uh, Rich, uh, I think I'll go one and three as well. Um, I'm hoping we can sneak one in Boston. Uh, they've kind of got some internal discord going on right now, so hopefully that kind of weighs its head, and uh, the Celtics kind of seemingly play down, and the Grizzlies are able to steal one in the Garden. Oh yeah, well, I think we could do that too. We might get two wins. Oh, that'd be ju- that'd be pretty grizz to lose to like <laughs> Miami, Detroit, and all them, and then take two on the road. Uh, yep, it could happen. All right, well that comes to the end of the show for us tonight. Thank you guys all for joining us, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.